Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode, season two of Confessions of a Christian Chick. I can't even believe I'm saying that. Like season two, we've been off for all these weeks and it's been crazy. If you're listening to this episode, it's definitely 2020. 2020? Like what? A new decade, a new year. I'm so excited. Um, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Confessions of a Christian Chick. It's your girl, Amanda, your host, and I just, I'm just so excited. Like, really, I I really am excited, guys. First and foremost, I just want to wish you guys a happy new year. I pray that this year, this decade, brings you everything that your heart desires. I pray for safety, good health, love, joy, peace, just everything that you're searching for. I pray that this year, you find it, and this decade, you find it. Welcome back. Like I said, we have been on a break for about a couple weeks now, but we're back like we never left. So I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be doing this again. Um, I don't know. So what have I been doing these last few weeks? It's been kind of crazy because, um, I don't know how to explain this, but I kind of, it's, I don't, I don't, and I use this term loosely because I don't know what to say, but I was like falling into like a seasonal depression type of thing. And it was so crazy because I hear of people going through it, but I've never experienced it myself. And um, I would say towards the end of the year, I just didn't have any energy or any type of motivation to do anything. Like it was so weird. I was telling my mom, I was like, it's like a struggle for me to get out of bed. Like it was that bad. And um, it, it was, I don't know, like it was just so sad and so scary. And it just got to the point where I couldn't even pray. Like I couldn't even, I would skim through my devotional. I couldn't even do anything. And then, I mean, that lasted for about like two weeks. And then I told myself, I'm like, um, sis, if you don't snap out of it, this is going to carry on. So it got to the point where, Although I really couldn't do anything, I would just pray and I would just be like, God, please give me strength. Like, that's all I could say. And um, I did that for like a couple of days. And eventually I started like, you know, getting back in the in the loop of things and getting the hang of things. But it was so weird. So, so yeah, it was just a really weird experience. But you know what? God is good. Um, I could say that I'm out of that now. I'm starting, I'm getting energy. Um, I'm working out. I'm eating right. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting back in it. So God is good. But yeah, so like I said, it's 2020. Um, Confessions of a Christian Chick is doing a journal challenge, guys. So if you're not doing that journal challenge, you should go to Confessions of a Christian Chick on Instagram and get the information. I've been journaling for quite some years now, and it's very therapeutic. And um, I decided to do a challenge Um, It's 31 days in the month of January, and some days are reflection days, some days have prompts, some days um, you just write about whatever you feel like, but I would, I would suggest that you go check it out because it really is a good, uh, it's a good experience. So yeah, as we are starting this new year, I just wanted to um, basically just share some things that I'm going to be incorporating in my life. And um, they're not really New Year's resolutions because I'm over that phase in my life where I'm waiting for a new year to change anything. Some of these things I've already been doing, 
but um I feel like the most important thing is being consistent with them. So I don't really have any, everything that I want to do, I should have already been doing it and I have been doing it. I just need that strength to stay consistent. So in this episode, the episode is going to be titled Foresight is 2020. Um, we hear a lot that hindsight is 2020 and it is. When you look back on things and situations in your life, it's like, once you've gone through it and you look back, it's like, wow, I should have done it this way or I could have done this or it would have worked out better this way. But you know what? There are times where if you're solely relying on God and doing things that he's called you to do, your foresight can also be 2020. When you're looking forward, you can also do things that God wants you to do and calls you to do. So with that being said, I have 11 things I, I, originally I had 10 things, but I just had to sneak one more in there because I really needed to um, bring it up. But um, I have 11 things that we are or are not doing this new decade and this new year. So I'm going to start with number 11 and I'm going to work my way down to number one. Quite frankly, these are all really important. Um, so the order is just for me to, you know, have that dramatic effect, but they're all important and they're all equally important and we should... Um, seek to do all of them. So number 11. Number 11 is we are taking care of our bodies this coming year and this coming decade. And, um, and I mean our physical bodies. As Christians, people, you know, we tend to emphasize on our spiritual bodies, but we do need to take care of our physical bodies. And I mean, you know, eating right, a struggle. Oh, wait. And before I go, before I go in, Y'all always remember, everything I'm telling you guys, I'm telling myself. So I'm not here preaching to no one. These are things that I'm trying to do in my own life too. So yeah, that includes eating right. Always been a struggle of mine. I know right from wrong when it comes to eating, but let me tell you, the baddest food tastes the best. You know, the most unhealthy food is, it really just tastes the best. Like, let's just be frank about it. I don't like eating vegetables. I don't like eating fruits. But hey... I got to do it. So we're eating right. We're working out. You know, I got all these gym memberships. I don't go, but we're working out. And we're going for our yearly checkups. Like this is important. A lot of people, you know, due to maybe not having health insurance or, you know, not having time, they don't go to the year, your yearly checkups. And that's including going to the dentist twice a, twice a year, guys. Like you got to go to the dentist. People can tell when you don't visit the dentist. Like, <laughs> please go. Um, but yeah, you know, the Bible, it tells us that our body's a temple. Um, so we should honor our bodies that has, that God has given to us. So, um, that's not just about, you know, doing drugs or other things like that, but it's about taking care of your bodies because realistically, you only get one body. You get one. Um, you know, once it's done, it's done. You don't want to wear your body out before it should be. I see some, lately, I saw like this one lady, she's like 70 something. She's like a vegan and she looks amazing. Like she's out here running marathons. I can't even run a marathon and I'm 27. So, you know, I got to get my life. But yeah, so we're taking care of our physical bodies. Number 10, this is also really important. Find a place in your community or your church where you can serve. Um, sometimes I, there was a point in my life where I would just go to church, leave, go to church, leave, never doing anything, never serving, never joining any department. Um, but it's, it shouldn't be like that. 
you should also serve in your community, serve in your church, serve wherever you can. It's not just about money. It's not about donating money. It's about actually service, action, you know, going out into your community, doing things that you can, helping the, helping the poor and the needy, helping people that you can. Because realistically, um, if you got it, why not help, right? Not everyone has it. So if you do have it, try and help out as much as you can. And it's really going to be beneficial to someone else's life. So yeah, if you can, you know, speak to the head of departments in your church, um, find out where you can serve and what's convenient for you and your schedule and also what you enjoy doing. So that's number 10. Number nine, this is a big one. We need to start taking accountability for our own actions, like period. Think about it. If everyone took accountability for what they did, then, you know, like, life would just be easier instead of playing the blame game. Oh, he did this to me. So, no. What did you do? Because it takes two to tango. So, everyone needs to just start taking accountability. Um, I, myself included, I, I'm trying to, like, think about whenever I'm in a situation or a disagreement with someone, okay, what role did I play in the situation? What did I do? Because there's always something that you could do better. Take accountability. Stop blaming people. Stop thinking, oh, because your dad left you, you, this is why you act this way. Like, okay, enough. And I get it. I'm not being insensitive, but just try your hardest to see the role that you're playing in every situation. Like, it's, it's self-explanatory. I don't even need to go into it or give a Bible verse. It's just, just take accountability. The next one is number eight. This one is near and dear to my heart because I can't take it anymore. Number eight is mind your business. Oh my goodness. I don't know why people, Christians, everyone are so involved in the business of other people. Are you getting paid to do that? Why are you doing charity work? Mind your business, like your own social media, going through people's pages, looking at dates, the dates they posted this, the dates they posted that, doing calculations. Like what? That is so wild to me. If someone, I don't, I don't want to get worked up because <laughs> y'all don't know how much, like mind your business. It's so simple. Just mind it. I know with social media, people think they have, they're not entitled to the lives of other people, but you got to chill. Like you really have to chill. Imagine you put as much emphasis in your own life as you're putting in figuring out the life of another person. You would excel in everything you did. Just mind your business. It's, it's not that hard. If something doesn't concern you or affect you or your family, don't worry about it. The reason why so many things are happening in this world is because people are minding the business of others. Muslims are worried about Christians. Christians are worried about Muslims. You see people bombing other people. You see people stabbing. You see people doing this. But if everyone just mind their own business, there wouldn't be any of that. Like, just because, just, ooh, I don't want to get worked up. But like I said, mind your business. And this is number 8B. It goes along with mind your business. And I know it may be hard, but stop oversharing. Like, I know with social media, we tend to want to post things and we tend to want to share. But realistically, you have to stop oversharing. Like, you're announcing your pregnancy at the moment of conception. Why? Like, why? <laughs> I don't get why people... Sometimes I scroll on my timeline and I see the things people posted. And I'm like, I can't believe you just told us that. Like, we have no reason to know what's going on in your personal life. 
like I get it sometimes we get excited maybe you have a business idea and uh you're, you're already posting it your business hasn't even flourished yet and you're already posting your business idea you haven't even made any steps towards making that business a reality and boom hey guys I had this dream last night and blah 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 like what <laughs> and I don't know if this is the African in me speaking but I'm like like, why are you telling people your deepest, darkest secrets? People that, like, really, some people are just waiting for your downfall. So if you can mind your business and you can stop oversharing, I do feel like people will be a lot happier. But hey, I'm not trying to tell you what to share. I know, like, you want to share some things, but I don't know. I just think sometimes it'd be a bit too much. But hey, maybe that's just the people I follow. I don't know. Anyway, number seven. Number seven is going to be start sharing the word of God with others. Um, I was listening to a sermon or I was in a preaching. I can't remember what it was, but the person asked, the preacher asked, um, how many people can say that, yes, because of this person, I was introduced to, uh, you know, Jesus, you know? And for me, realistically... I'm not going to lie. Like, people know I'm a Christian, so it's not something that I hide. But I don't really be out here. Like, I invite people to church, but I know that I could do more. And I'm not saying you have to be, you know, on the street corner holding a Bible, you know, saying Jesus is coming, get ready. And if that's your calling, please go ahead and do that. But it's just really, it's the little things. Like, it's the little things like, you know, hey, um, you know, my church is having a program you should come with. Or um, just, like, not participating in certain things where people can know, like, oh, okay, like, this person is different. What's what's different about them? Like, the people at my job, no one at my job is really a Christian. Um, there are some people that are Catholic, but no one's really a Christian. But they all know I'm a Christian. And not because I'd be going around acting holier than thou, but there's just certain jokes I don't laugh at. Um, there's certain things that I don't do with them, and they know that. So hopefully one day, like, I could be a light in my job, and I can be someone that, you know, saves souls for people. But we have to, you know, we got saved one way or another, and um, we shouldn't be selfish with our salvation. We should share it with others, and we should, you know, hopefully bring other people to church and bring other people to the Word of God. You know, you may not know how to go about it, but um, I think that if you're genuine and if you pray, God will actually lead you and direct you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be anything big. It's not about going on mission trips. Like you can be the missionary in your own community. There are some people that may never come to New Jersey to witness, but you live here. You know, you live in your community, so you be that mission. You be that person that can introduce people to God. So yeah, number seven, start sharing the word of God. Moving on to number six. This is a big one. Um, I struggled with this for many, many years, and I kind of, I'm sort of getting out of it now. But um, number six would be living in your purpose and stop comparing yourself with others. Um, I mean, it's self-explanatory, but you'll be surprised about how many people compare themselves with others. Like, oh, she's done this. Maybe I should do that too. That may not be your calling, sis. That may not be what God wants you to do. So you don't need to look at another person to figure out what you're supposed to be doing with your life. It's not, that doesn't, it's not how it works. Um, the Bible says it in 1 Corinthians that there are many parts of the body. We all can't be preachers. We all can't be prophets. We all can't be, you know, people that speak in tongues. We're all different. The body cannot have just an eye. The body needs an arm, a leg, a head, a nose. It needs all of that. So if you're comparing yourself with someone else, oh, because she, you know, she's a she's a preacher, I have to be a preacher. 
who are we going to preach to if we're all preachers? You know what I mean? So you need to live in your purpose. You need to identify your calling. God has called you to do something. I don't believe anyone is on this earth without a calling, but you need to tap into that. You need to figure out what is my purpose on this earth? What is my calling? And how do I go about doing that? It's very important that um, you, you do the will of God for your life. Because if not, you're going to live your whole life and you're going to feel this feeling of um, not being satisfied. You know, you'll never feel fulfillment in what you're doing. And that's just because you're not living in your purpose. So figure it out. You know what I mean? If you haven't figured it out already, seek God. Whatever you're looking for, seek God. He'll help you. And once you start actually tapping into it, you'll see that it's much easier. It's much, much easier to do what God has called you to do than try to force something else. So, yeah. Number five. Whew. I'm going down this list pretty quick. So, number five is going to be stop judging. Come on. Like, you know what's funny and what I noticed? And listen, this is just the honest truth. Christians are more judgmental than the people in the world. The world accepts anything. You could be anything. They're going to open with open arms. Like, come on in. Yep. You want to be this? Come on and we'll accept you. You're this? Come on. You've done this? Come on in. We don't care. But Christians, woo. Oh, you did this in your past? Oh, she did this? Oh, she... They're the most judgmental. Like, I swear. And... And I'm not trying to like shade Christians because obviously I struggle with this too. But listen, it should be the opposite. Christians should be the most loving. Christians should be the most forgiving. They should be the ones that understand that people go through things. But when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a new creation. Like we have to stop judging people when... um you know, in John, when the lady was caught committing adultery and Jesus told them to cast the first stone, no one can cast the first stone on anybody's life because we have all sinned. Like, stop looking at people like you're better than them. You're not holier than thou. You're not, you know, perfect. We've all fallen short of his glory. So let's just be more, and I'm not saying that you have to accept um, everything, right? But you don't have to be the judge, until you die on the cross for us and you raise yourself three days later, I'm going to need you to stop judging. Period. Like, you have to stop judging people. I don't know how else I can say this. People are not going to want to be a Christian or give their life to Christ if all they feel is judgment from you. Pray for people. Intercede for people. You know, help people. But stop judging them. Everyone has a past. Everyone. Even if you're uh, the best preacher in the world, you have a past. Everyone has done things, and God is the only one that knows what happens behind closed doors. You may seem perfect to the eyes of men, but you're not. No one is perfect. So let's remember that when we're making moves. Let's remember that when someone is sharing their story and you're sitting there with a side eye. Okay? <laughs> like, stop judging. That's number five. That should be number one, but it's number five for now. <laughs> number four number four number four number four is love yourself love yourself someone died for you so you have to love yourself i know that there may be parts in our lives where we feel like oh we need to improve maybe it's our attitude or it's our body or it's our career or it's whatever it may be that's fine and that's understandable but don't look down on yourself you were bought by a, with a high price. Someone paid a high price for you. 
You know what I mean? So you have to love yourself. The Bible tells us that we are the light of the world and uh, we're a town built on a hill and we cannot be hidden. You're the light of the world. You're meant to, you're here for a reason. So you have to love yourself. Don't try to dim your own light. Don't hide your light under bushels. You have to love yourself. Everyone has insecurities. I have, I have tons of insecurities myself. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm not going to let that stop me from trying to be the woman that God has called me to be. And I'm not going to let those insecurities pull me back. Um, I struggled with them for a long time, and I still do, honestly. Um, a lot of my insecurities are just... I'm not going to share my insecurities with y'all. I changed my mind. But like, um, I do have them. But now I'm realizing I can't let those insecurities, um, you know, delay my destiny. You know, those insecurities, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And I love myself and I love on myself. And there's a difference between loving yourself and being cocky. Um, it's two different things. Don't feel like, oh, you know, I'm trying to be humble. It's not about that. But you can still, you know, speak life into yourself and still tell yourself, like, I'm the daughter of the king. I'm the son of a king. You know, God loves me. He died for me. Like I said before, for someone to die for you... It's not easy. Think about, if there's anybody in your life, think about who you would die for. I can only think of like two people, and that's a stretch. You know, I'm not really about to be out here dying for people. So for someone to die for you, you have to realize that they love you, and um, that sacrifice is the biggest sacrifice that you can ever make. So why would you, you know, doubt yourself, or why would you feel like you're less than when someone was willing to do that for you? So yeah, love yourself. Number three. Oh, this is a good one. Number three is we are not trying to please everyone. Stop being a people pleaser. Because realistically, no matter what you do, if someone asks you to do 100 things and you do 99, please believe they're going to be mad off that one thing you didn't do. You cannot please people. That's just the God's honest truth. There is nothing you can do that will fully satisfy another human being because human nature, that's how we are. We are ungrateful. We are. It doesn't matter what you do for people. You can give them your kidney. They're still going to be like, man, but if you would have only given me the liver, you know? So you know what? You can't please people, so stop trying. Do your best. Don't get me wrong. Do your best. But, you know, don't be trying to out, be out here making sacrifices that are unrealistic. Your number one focus should be pleasing God. That's the only person that you should be striving to please. That's the only person that it counts. So once you try to tr strive to please God and you're doing everything to live your life right according to his word, then you can worry about, you know, doing things for people here and there. But don't get too wrapped up in it, you know. Um, just don't get too wrapped up in it. That's really all I can say about it. Try your best, but don't, you know. Try your best, but, you know, don't go crazy. Number two. <sighs> Number two, man. I did an episode about this on season one. and uh, But I have to talk about it again because it's important. And that is forgiving and forgetting. Yeah, I know. Nobody wants to do it. When somebody has hurt you, when someone has, you know, done something to break your trust, you want to be done with them. And listen to me. I am the cut-off queen. I will cut a person off in a second, in a millisecond, because I just don't have the time. I just don't have the time, but God is working on me. Let me tell y'all, God is working on me, because I'm trying. I'm trying. Lord knows I'm trying. 
But man, ooh, it's hard. But listen, there's no point in holding on to hurt. Someone has offended you in 1988 and you're still talking about it in 2020. Let that hurt go. You have to let the hurt go. The crazy part is the person that hurt you, they don't even, they're not even thinking about it, but you're going to sleep mad. You're waking up mad. You're walking around. Ooh, when I see them, ooh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You know, you just got to let it go. It's not healthy. You cannot expect God to bless you when you're mad all the time. Like, it's just not going to work. Let the hurt go. In the Bible, um, Philippians 1.3 um, Paul, so the story, you know, Paul went through a lot. We know this, but, um, you know, in Philippi, the people of Philippi really treated Paul unfairly. Like they, they falsely accused him. They arrested him. They did nothing. But when Paul wrote them the letter, he said, when I think of you, I focus on the good. He, he, he thanks God for them. So when you start focusing on the good of people, it'll make it easier. Although someone may have hurt you, there are still good qualities in that person. No one is all bad. You know, so let's start focus, focusing on the good of people and realizing that everyone is a human being. So they are going to be times where they hurt you, whether intentionally or unintentionally. But it's up to you to let that hurt go. They can't do it for you. There are sometimes people apologize to you and you still mad. It's been 10 years. Let it go. Like, I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to be insensitive because I know that. Some people really have done terrible things to other people, so please don't get me wrong. I completely understand that, but you're only delaying and blocking your own blessings by keeping that. Hand it over to God. It may take some time. It may even take therapy. It may take whatever it may take. Take the necessary steps, but eventually you have to let it go. You'll notice that you feel much better. You feel much lighter. Um, I talked about this in the episode. I can't. I can't even remember the episode. It was, but it's called Seventy Times Seven. So if you want to check it out, it's on season one. You can go listen to it. But someone had hurt me, and I held on. I didn't even realize how much it affected me until I actually let it go. And I realized, like, I just move differently now. I'm not mad all the time. I just feel better about myself. So, you know, figure out what the person has done and take the steps to, you know help yourself get over it and it'll help you in your own life right let let god deal with the person and let god deal with what they've done to you but you do your part also okay so yeah we're forgiving and forgetting and number one drum roll please i can't do a drum roll but hey number one is in this coming decade in this coming year we are not making any moves without praying and seeking god first I don't care how small it is. You could be wanting to, um, you know, change the paint in your house. I don't care. Seek God first. Okay? Because I have noticed that when I pray about something before I make the move, the outcome is always better. His ways are not our ways. And we may think that we know what we're doing, but honey child, we don't. We just don't. Pray about everything you want to do. Every move you want to make, pray about it. Yes, you have to take the action. You have to take the step. But when you've prayed about it first, God will direct you. There's no way he'll leave you hanging. Like, that's not how he operates. Seek him first, and everything else will fall into place. I'm telling y'all, like, your life will be 100% easier. Just pray. It can be the smallest thing, or it can be the biggest thing. God, what should I have for breakfast today? God, who should I get married to? Pray about every single thing. Just pray about it. 
pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. I can't emphasize it enough. Pray about it. So yeah. So yeah, those were 11 things. 11 things. I hope those were helpful because I'm trying to incorporate those into my life. Um, some of these are really some things that, well, all of them, let me say all of them are things that I'm really trying to do. Um, definitely trying to mind my business. Listen, I don't care about what nobody got going on in their life. Not to say it like that. Like, I care about what you guys are doing, like my friends and stuff like that. But as far as like who's dating who or who's working, like none of that. No, I can't, con I can't concern myself with stuff like that anymore. Like I got my own goals I'm trying to focus on. Sharing the word of God with other people, trying to do that. Definitely trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I said, um, you may have different things in your own life that you're trying to work on and trying to do. Stick with those things. Write them down. Writing things down makes it real. You know, it makes it really real and it helps you see and understand the purpose and the reason behind it. So write them down, pray about them, and ask God to help you. The word of 2020 is consistency. We can come up with these plans, we can come up with the um, ideas, but if we're not consistent, it's just not gonna happen. So we have to be consistent in everything that we do. Find out what it is that you wanna do and just stick with it and be consistent with it, and I'm sure God will help you. Season two of Confessions of a Christian Chick is gonna be lit. We're having so many different topics, so many different guests. Um, I just don't even, I'm just so excited. Like, I just can't wait. So I just want to thank you guys so far for all of your love and support. Um, it's been overwhelming. People have been sharing. People have been liking. People have been tuned in all over the world. Like, I'm always going to be grateful and I'm always going to be thanking because realistically, I never expected it to, um, not to say that I didn't expect it to go well, but but yeah, like I just didn't realize that it would actually kick off like this. So I'm so excited. Catch us on Thursdays, Thursdays, Thursdays. If you're not following Confessions of a Christian Chick, follow us on Instagram. Send an email um, to confessionsofachristianchick at gmail.com. And like always, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.